Welcome, everyone, to Finding Common Battlegrounds. Hey, this is the podcast where we have a liberal, we have a conservative, and we we argue things out in a civilized manner. So not only do you get to hear from both sides, but we try to focus on what we agree on over what we don't agree on. And I think I'm always surprised uh, with how much we do agree on uh, week after week. So we got a, we got a great show. We're going to talk about AI sex chatbots we're going to talk about trump's indictment and uh and then we're going to throw a little uh talk a little bit about reddit um and some of the um censorship that's going on there so um first uh so i'm tommy um i represent the conservative side and this is ryan the liberal side even though he's wearing a red shirt don't be fooled he's the liberal in the room here Uh, you can Uh, see the shirt it's yeah he wears a red shirt almost every time for some reason (laughs) I like red. So yeah. Uh, does, Shout out to our sponsor. Yes. Uh, Lux bidets. Um, I've been traveling a lot, Tom. I'm missing my bidets. And ag- again, every time I leave the country, I just think that people outside the U S are going to be more enlightened than people in the U S. So I was in Canada last week, got to my hotel, no bidet, man. What was like flooding concerns or something like that? <laughs> You left the bidet on. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. You know, and I told I told our listeners at one point that I actually ordered on uh, like one of those Kickstarters, portable bidets, one for me and one for Josh. They never materialized. It was one of those Kickstarter failed campaigns. So, you know, if I, I was know. at a public swimming pool and I was swimming and I saw some kid go to the bathroom and I knew he was going number two. Wouldn't you want them to bidet off afterwards oh, before they jump back in the water? Absolutely. Smear things around and then jump oh, back in. Oh, oh. I mean, yeah. that guy's getting washed off. He's getting washed off in the in the swimming pool. And that's the need for all the chlorine or salt. And, you know, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Seriously, right? Reminds me of Caddyshack. Do you remember that movie? Caddyshack way back when? Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of me getting uh, cryptosporidium because oh, I swam geez. in a swimming pool and I got cryptosporidium, which was basically that's when you get uh, fecal matter right. in your mouth. And it, it's commonly passed at swimming pools. I guess Utah had an outbreak. This was like 10 plus years ago. Um, and uh, yeah. Is that when you went, when we were hiking? Yes. Yeah. And I got, oh. uh, if that guy, if we, they'd had a bidet there, I wouldn't. Then have you would have been able to summit that mountain. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. All right, uh, enough poo talk. So, um, three topics tonight. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by this AI sex chatbot stuff. So, just so our listeners know, this was Tom's topic of the week. He wanted to talk about AI sex chatbots. Obviously, there's a lot going on. You know, as for the last eight months or so with chat GPT coming out and there are plenty of others now that are out. Facebook has their chat bots. Google has barred and different chat chat bots that have come out. Um, so Tom sent me a story about a social media influencer, uh, a female woman who has millions of followers. And basically she created a chat bot to more intimately just doesn't make any sense, but more intimately communicate with her followers so they could pay a dollar a minute to interact with her chat bot. And in the first week, she made something like $70,000. Yeah. Um, but intriguingly, it took less than a week for the chat bot to start getting sexy time 
right? Uh, it, yeah, people very quickly turned it into like a sex chat line. Um, and she said she wanted to stop it, which uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, so clearly this is a thing. Uh, Tom, tell me why you wanted to talk about it. What's where's the controversy? Where are we well, going to disagree about this? So, well, the only thing I want to add to that was that she, in, she, in her defense, she said, "I, I didn't, it didn't talk dirty unless it was they started, it. Yeah. yeah, right by the other party." And the and so and so I think like if she's really uh, if she's if she's super naive, then she's she was she's claiming this this is going to solve loneliness, right? She's because like uh, these, these people, this chatbot's on twenty four hours a day. The, these men are, you know, I assume men are can talk to uh, her, 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 um, her avatar anytime, and and uh, you know, and, and maybe if, they, if they're keeping it clean, right, they can just have clean, nice, wholesome conversations with this avatar thing of hers, right? And and I want to be clear because I I don't I'm not, I'm not actually sure, but I believe this is it's just a chat interface, right? So I don't think she's sending images or um, you know, or, or anything like that through like, like it, it's just, this bot is just talking back. Right. It's just text. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so even though I know, uh, like I, you know, there was in her, in that article, there was her Instagram and she's obviously has some provocative pictures that she sends uh, that she's posting. So I'm not sure what the relationship is, right? Like, do they chat and then like, and then she gets, she, she, she will send them. I don't, I don't know how that works. Right. Does, um, but like, uh, do, do you think it's going to solve loneliness, Ryan? <laughs> uh, good question. So maybe, maybe we should just mention, because you, you kind of hinted at it, right? Um, there are some uh, inserts in the article that you sent of her photos, right? Yeah. She's in bikinis. Uh, this one, it's her wearing a cowboy hat that says, I love cowgirl. Um, come on. That's a really, sex the, position, really the only right? thing is the cowboy hat that says cowgirl. Every other no, no. It's yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's bikini. Right. Um, who wants to be my photographer? She's showing her naked butt. Um, she's, I mean, she's like half nude in, in almost all of these. Right. Um, and then she's, Oh yeah. I'm curious. Where would you take me to dinner? She's surprised that people are using this as a sex chat line. Right, right. Come on, right? It's, like it's her virtual self, which is yeah. clearly she's like a what do you call that a the thirst trap, right? Where she's putting out these provocative pictures all day long. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah. I mean, she's not that naive, right? She's she's pretending to play this role of like, I had no idea people were going to talk dirty to me and that my chat bot was going to respond. Okay. So coming back to the actual question, which is, is this going to solve loneliness? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. I'm trying to remember the name of that movie. Um, and I don't know if you saw where this guy falls in love with his, with the AI. She, oh, yes. I loved that movie. I, I, I really liked, Oh, it's great. Right. But, I mean, I, um, I know the premise. Yeah, just and and it's not great because like you know it's just over overwhelmingly sexual or whatever. But the premise is actually really well done, right? In the sense that this AI is like super smart, and uh, you know as soon as you unleash it on your machine, right? So he gets it you know, the very first day. It immediately goes through his like fifty thousand emails, and it's like 
you should keep 27 of these. The rest are, you're never going to use. You should just delete them. And I'm like, oh man, I would love that yeah. technology. Right? I'm like, please screen out all my email, clean this up. Right? So the AI is just really smart, but as he falls in love with it, what one of the things that's really fascinating there is the AI is like, it, it's self-aware at some level. So it, doesn't tell him he event it eventually has to admit it right but it doesn't tell him that it's actually having the exact same like intimate relationship with like thousands of other guys at the same time right and it's able to maintain all those relationships because it's you know artificial intelligence whatever and he thinks that it's only in love with him right he only likes him yeah yes right so he's like but but we've got this thing going right and he's and she's like yeah but i've got this thing going with like lots of lonely guys um yeah you know if if the chat ai got to that level right where it was really that compelling i could see people falling in love with it i could absolutely see people falling in love with it have you seen the new blade runner uh the 2049 one yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so i haven't i've seen clips but i think he's got a virtual girl at his house right the hologram yeah, I'm trying this to remember. Is, um, Brian Gosling, right? Yeah, and he's got, uh-huh. yeah, and he's got the girl there, and I think at one point he's like, I think they're totally infatuated with each other, and then yeah. like I think she even hires like a prostitute to come over and like play her, her or something. Yeah, yeah, play her double or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's an interesting idea, right? Well, and he buys some upgrades so that first she's like projected on the wall, and he buys some upgrades so that she can like be 3d and walk around the house or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, but like he's totally, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it ends or anything like that, but it, from mm-hmm. all, from everything I can tell, he's totally infatuated with her. Yeah. And she's fulfilling all these needs. Good. Bad. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, this is, let's complicate it. Right. Cause this is what we do. We complicate things and then maybe we'll come up with a resolution. So, I can absolutely see the bad in that somebody is having effectively an intimate relationship with a machine, right? I mean, this is, it's an AI, it's a machine at the end of the day. It's an algorithm that somebody programmed. Um, And we may not understand fully how it works, right? Some of these are black box algorithms that we don't fully understand. But, you know, is, is that relationship going to be satisfactory in the end? Um and I, I don't know the answer to that, right? Uh, maybe if you're an asexual individual and like you don't have any sexual wants, needs, or desires, then maybe the lack of physical intimacy is perfectly fine. Like I don't, I don't know the answer to that, right? I really don't. Um, so I could see how it might be detrimental if people are having these intimate relationships with machines where it can never be a physical relationship. And if some people are fine with that, okay, that's fine. But I could, I could see that as detrimental. On the flip side, um, I happened to catch something in my regular news feed. So it was not in the BBC, but like my science news that I was reading um, about incels. You're familiar with incels, right? Involuntarily celebrate individuals. Um mm what if this is partially the solution for incels, right? So incels have been kind of connected to a lot of the mass shootings um, that have, that have happened in the U S and, and I'm not trying to like shit on incels, right? Like I get it. That's, that's a bad thing, right? It's not a justification to go kill people, but 
I get it, right? Um, what if this was the beginning of a path towards giving them a relationship where they didn't feel so angry and upset and alone? Uh, yeah. So I read some alarming statistic just recently said the lower, lower, like 50% of men, like low, low stature men Mm -hmm. um, have not had, so 50% of men have not had sex in over a year. And like, I was like, wow, that, that was crazy. That was a crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, stat. And I, you know, so someone was re- just set, mentioned off a podcast. So I don't know the validity of it, but I, um, yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, but a, a buddy of mine has been posting regularly about this bifurcating kind of sh- sorting thing that's really happening through dating apps, right? So basically, what's happening, like you said, that you know, if we're ranking individuals, right? So like, let's say it's a ten point scale. All of this stuff is really problematic. But if we're ranking individuals, like you said the ones at the bottom end are not matching, right? So if we're doing, uh, what is it? What's the one where you... F- Tinder. Tw- Tinder, thank you. You swap left and right. I don't use this, I'm, you know, I, whatever. But um, those who are at the bottom end of like attractiveness or whatever, uh, they don't ever get hits. And those at the top, they get so many hits that those men in particular are like, they're having sex whenever they want as much as they want. So it's almost like um, it used to be more balanced, Right. right. So it was maybe like more of like a, a normal curve type thing. Right. So it was like, it probably wasn't a normal curve, but it was like a flattened curve type Flattened. thing. Yeah. Yeah. People at the top are probably, you know, getting more and people at the bottom are getting less, but it was like a smoothed curve. And now it's like this really steep curve that mm-hmm. drops off precipitously at like the halfway point. Right. Um, that, that seems to align with a lot of the data that we're seeing that, yeah, this is, this is a clearly a problem. And at some level it's tied to the dating apps. So dating apps are really causing problems. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, so like, yeah, like is the, is uh, the solution, everyone gets a sex bot and, you know, a chat bot. And eventually, you know, when AI gets better, it'll be a sex bot that like walks around the house and stuff. Right. And it's like, uh, is you know, some super hot, robot chick that you get to mess with anytime you want. Right. It's like, is that the answer? Uh, yeah. So that's going to happen, Ryan. That's going to yeah, happen. Well, I mean, they already have the sex bots, right? I don't know if you've seen yeah. them. They're not yeah. like, they're not fully autonomous. Of right. Course, right. They're yes. like dummies that sit in the corner and like they put makeup and, you know, silicone prosthetic stuff yeah. on them. And then they maybe can make noises. Um, I've certainly seen them. I think they're big in Japan, right? I'd love that song too. Big in Japan, but, um, but we're going to have like, we're going to have this really sooner than I think first virtually, right. First virtually. Right. And then, and then physically, right. This is going to happen probably faster than we even realize. Um, well, I mean, there is the old adage that porn drives all technological advances. <laughs> yes. There's an awesome meme about AI and it's knocking on all these doors of like video games. And then it's like coming up to porn next. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's going to be crazy. Well, I mean, it, and there's a lot of truth to it. Right. So yeah. VCRs, you know, film basically and VCRs and like, you know, all of that was basically driven by the porn industry because people wanted access to this stuff. Um, same with downloading stuff, the internet. And I'm not saying streaming. that it's the only thing, right? Oh, but right. certainly streaming, it it contributes to it's it. It's on There's the no forefront. Question. 
Yes, and, it's always uh, right there at the forefront. Yes, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I, I'm not. I won't. I won't be surprised, right? I mean, we already have the sex robots; they're just not very good. Um, but yeah, certainly that's coming. No pun intended. Um, sorry, <laughs> is this a family-friendly podcast? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> um yeah i I won't be surprised when we get the sex robots i i think the you know and this is a fun ethical question like i don't see why we can't wrestle with it from an ethical standpoint um is that ethically okay right Right. like and, and for me um I hate to say that I'm like just a consequentialist because i think there are other ethical systems that make sense but I kind of look at the consequences of this, right? So, and consequentialist ethics is basically you try and do what's in the best interest of the greatest number, right? So that's a pretty straightforward idea. But if we're going to wrestle with that, let's say that, you know, AIs that eventually turn into sex bots that are, you know, meaningfully effective and interactive, if you can develop a sufficient intimate relationship with these entities um, such that it prevents mass shootings, huge win, right? Such that it prevents loneliness. Okay. Um, Then we'd have to flip that around and say, okay, but what might the consequences be? So if, and we tend to think about this in really weird kind of hierarchical, you know, uh, gendered ways, right? That it's like men are the only ones who are going to want these sex bots. And certainly it can go the other way. There will be women who want sex bots too, but, but uh, continuing on that path for just a second, if one of the consequences is that men in particular begin to objectify women even more, then I think that's consequentially, that's a problem, right? That it's like, but my sex bot lets me do these things and I don't have to treat my sex bot nice, right? I can be mean to my sex bot. Um, I think that's a problem, right? So, so I could see that as like one of those knock on effects that I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't like that idea. Right. So if that's one of the ramifications of headed that way, I would say that is a problem. What do you, what do you think? All right. So, okay. I'm going to talk about this for a second, but then we're going to go, st- I'm going to take it a step further in a minute, but um, so here's, here's, uh, here's my, this is my religious uh, viewpoint of it. Okay. And it comes from my religious roots. I, so, well, and I don't even know if it's religious here, but here's my f- principles. And this is, this is going to be interesting. Sex and money. All right. Sex mm-hmm. and money are what drive men and women, right? Um, women want money. Guys want sex. This is like a kind of a fundamental thing. Right. And if you're a shallow person, that's, if you're a shallow person, that's what you want. Right. That's what you, that's the only thing you want. You obviously want more than that, but these are big milestones or indicators of the relationship, right? That or they're what you think you're getting out or what you're seeking out of the relationship. It's actually a relationship is actually much healthier if you're going beyond that, right? But mm-hmm. these are the um, what's the word? The demonstrable um, indicators that you're being loved or whatever. Okay. The man's man's giving the woman money and taking care of her and the man is getting sex from the woman right and uh, that's why we have gold diggers and that's why we have uh uh that's why we have porn all these things right um and women are now in the workplace more than ever before right making mm-hmm. more money than they've ever made and men are looking at 
men, women are making more money than they've ever made in their lives. Men in a single night can find more women, can look at more women than they'd ever get to, than, than any man a hundred years ago would ever in their entire lifetime could ever look at. Uh, and so, but I think the key to happiness, true happiness is getting it from somebody else. Like it's, it's someone giving it to you rather than you taking it. And I think it's, so I think this makes us even more unhappier. And I think like, I think men looking at porn makes them unhappy. And I think women looking at getting, going and working and for themselves and being independent makes them unhappy. It doesn't, I don't think it fulfills their need. And so, and I know this is very, uh, traditionalist uh, you know um what i'm saying it's not a, not not does not align with um um you know modern mentality but um and i think this will exasperate it just even worse right and i think like some of the consequences is is women will already kind of like oh what do i need a man for right and and they're and uh and we're seeing a demeaning of men which is like we're coming across in the incels right and just like i don't i don't want a man stuff like that women are uh, initiating divorce, like 80 at 80%, uh, things, things of this nature. And then, and then, but for men, I think this will also just make them more unhappy. Just like, it's just down going down the porn tube even further. Right. It's just more, uh, more immersive, uh, more intimate pornography. And so I think it will only exacerbate. I think it's exactly what you said. I think you hit the nail around the head. It's like my sex spot lets me uh, you know, take her at any time and bend her mm-hmm. over and I can say whatever I want. And I don't have to do anything nice for her, you know? And then all of a sudden they come out and have to deal with people in the real world. And they'll be like, you know, I think human interaction will just deteriorate even worse. Right. Be more objectification, more demeaning, uh, demeaning interactions. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I think. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's good at all. Uh, I don't think it will be good. So you see none of the upside that I described of like, Oh, yeah, no, I see all the upside that you described okay. and that's going to drive it along. It, um, so there is upside, but you see more of the downside that I was pointing at though. Oh yeah. Even, even more so. I see short-term benefits and long-term, bigger long-term uh, costs. Uh, now, okay. Here's the other thing. Are you ready for this? Cause this okay. is funny because I actually talked about this. I've been talking about this for years three or four years ago, I've been talking about this a lot. And we were actually, you and I were on a hiking trip and I was talking to one of our guides about this. Uh, I was Mm -hmm. saying that this was going to happen and it's totally about to happen. So I saw an ad for a per, so it was, and I was like a chat bot and it was like, it had these two like cute girls on it. Right. It was just like some ad in my, in my thing. And it said, um, it said something of like, uh, you know, here's a chat bot, you know, talk to girls or something like that. Talk to a friend or something like that. It wasn't supposed to be sexual, but the girls were very good looking. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it said, or use your own, right. Or customize, customize your own. That's what it said. And, um, and so I'm like, Oh, okay. So customize. So like, we're already to the, I mean, if you've seen any of the generative AI stuff that's going on right now, right. You can take a picture and you can generate into avatars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, you know, if you've used Lenza or anything like that, so it is just right around the corner, you know, because we're already seeing this with deep fakes of stuff like that, of Jennifer Aniston, like being somebody else and stuff like that. It's just right around the corner where we're going to see um, I can take someone else's image mm-hmm. and whether I had consent or not, I can make them my virtual girlfriend, right? 
This is yeah. like, like we are just weeks away from this happening, right? <laughs> where this is, I mean, it's probably happening like on a small level, a developer level, and it's going to be mainstream where, where it starts becoming mainstream. And like, um, and like, yeah, so I'm like, so you, you think about it, like it could be a coworker, right? I get mm-hmm. some pictures of you and then I could turn you into a, a sex chatbot. Oh, you're, you're seeing if it's, if it's already there. Um, but, uh, and like, think about the consent and the privacy implications there. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I met this girl. Oh, my coworker. Oh, she's so hot. I'm going to, I'm going to go and do her tonight. Right. We're going to have right. a private session. Like totally going to happen. Totally going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is fun. Uh, fun in the sense of like, I like wrestling with ideas, not fun in the sense of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah, for that. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So a couple of thoughts. Let's start with the last one, and then I'm going to take this down to like a, a, a connection back. I, I wasn't sure where we were going with this tonight, Tom. I was I was like, are we going to disagree on AI sex chatbots? But now we're going in interesting directions. So um, I have thought about this question before, um, in in the context of like, uh, there there have to have been. Right. And I'm, I'm sure this has happened many, many times, millions, potentially billions of times where somebody sees, you know, a picture of somebody, right? Uh, male, female, doesn't really matter, right? Somebody sees a picture of somebody, finds them attractive. And without asking for that person's consent, they masturbate to a picture of them or something totally. like that. Fa- right? They fantasize. Right? Yes, absolutely. Right. So so clearly this is this has happened I have no infinite times, right? All of history. Yes. It's, it's, it's happened many, many times. Um, What, what makes me kind of like wrestle with this is like the person who, whose image is being used for this, right. They clearly didn't consent. So, so I get that, right. That seems problematic, but they also don't know. Right. Right. So if, I mean, let's just play hypothetical for a second, right? Let's say you're, you know, one of your neighbors, right? Solo woman, doesn't really matter. I don't care, right? Whatever. So she's single. Um, She's masturbating to a mental image of you, right? right? One, if you don't know, do you care? Right. Okay. And then if you do know, how does it change things? Right. Well, and and not even how does it change things, but like the, the, she still has a right to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, how can you control that, right? Right. So, and I get like, if she broke into your house and took illicit photos of you, that's a whole different discussion, right? She's right. broken the law. That's clearly unethical. But if she just has a mental image of you, like you can't stop that. There's right. literally nothing you can do about that. So whether you know or not does it yeah. matter well right and, and that's that's more in line what your your example is more in line with what has been happening right because yes. they're dreaming about other people right. right so and that's why i wanted to start with that because that's been happening right yeah. for as long as there have been humans probably right so that's clearly been happening and all we're talking about is crossing a line right where it's not a mental image it's a digital image, right? And then that could eventually cross a line into you could 3D print, you know, uh, 
some skin for your sex robot mm-hmm. that looks like your coworker. And, you know, wouldn't that be awkward where you go over for like a party and you happen to open the wrong closet? Hey, don't open and- that closet. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. We're going to have to talk to HR tomorrow. Right. Um, but h- how big ethically, right? Like how big are those steps? Because people have already been doing it. Right. Well, like, and, and this is a genuine question. Like, I'm not sure I have an answer to this. Right. Yes. That like when that moment that happens, right. When someone, finds out that someone took pictures of them at work right and then created a virtual thing at home this is gonna it, this will i 100 call predict it will happen yeah it's gonna happen and sure. and like and and the court case like what that's gonna be very interesting right so yeah i mean if it's if they secretly took photos right it, and they don't even have to be like you know naked photos it could just be secretly taking photos of their face I think that's a bit problematic, but two things, right? You can take photos of people in public without their permission. Yeah. Yes. But if so, they're on a public sidewalk, free game, right? Totally fair game, right? There's nothing illegal about that. Well, there's these gray areas where it's like, what if it's, you know, the, 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 company directory or the pictures from right or you're like hey let's just get a selfie and they're fine with you getting a selfie totally right a social media feed where you know hey employee of the month and so right and i got i got three images here i'm going to construct it and and because the technology is not that far removed right the technology is really close or you can upload just a single photo and it can turn that into a 3d image of somebody and now you've got a effectively a pretty good avatar yeah so so yeah we're moving into an ethically grayer area right because somebody clearly didn't consent but you're already doing this with mental images now we're just moving into the other but if it's not an illicit photo right so if you didn't secret a photo you didn't steal a photo you didn't secretly take photos of somebody if you took them in a public place or if you took them implicitly with their consent because it was a workplace get together or whatever you know something like that and then you turn that into an avatar and then you're having sex with that is that illegal right should it be illegal yeah we're i guess i um we're going to find out <laughs> you don't now, want to opine on that or you no uh no, but uh, you, I, I do want to hear what you think about um, wh- what I thought that I think it's it's going Just to be, gonna be detrimental. detrimental to society that, that this kind of rabbit hole. We're going yeah. Down. Um, yeah. So that, I did have a note on that. Right. So maybe we won't answer the other one because it's I do think of that occasionally. Right. This consent versus ignorance thing. Like if people didn't consent, but they don't know. You know, I, I struggle with whether that's ethical or not. So I, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Let's talk about the other one, though. Um, is it just... I don't that- even know either. I don't even know, right? Like, yeah. where that line is, I'm not even sure. Yeah, it, it. I think it's a fascinating gray line that, like, clearly you could cross it at some point, right? Um, and And I think there are there are clear crosses of that line, right? So again, we talked about like, if you broke into somebody's house and took photos, or if you took photos of them against their will and they're naked, right? That seems really problematic to me. Um, But if it's a public photo of somebody's face, like I have my face online, right? Somebody could be doing that right now and I would not know. And even if I found out, right? 
again, turning to that, that hypothetical, if I found out tomorrow that somebody had taken, you know, the photos of me online or, you know, my YouTube videos or whatever, or even these videos and turned that into some sex bot that they're then having sex with, would I have a problem with that? And to, to be honest, my answer would be no, I would have no problem with that. Right. Yeah. And when, um, when we know, we know some people will not like that. Right. Right. And, but it's, yeah, it, it's what, can they do anything? Would this even be illegal? Right. I don't even, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're giving that, if you're giving your image and likeness away to the public, they're like, what recourse do you really have? It's only right. if somebody steals that from you that I think that's really problematic. Okay. Right. On the, on the other issue of like just the detrimental stuff, like the, the mega de- detrimental stuff. Um, I'm going to, bring this back to something that you already referenced, which was Blade Runner, right? Um, I think, and I I don't mean to bring Elon Musk into another conversation, right? But he is working on his Neuralink technology. I think we're not too far, and I don't want to say it's tomorrow, right? But 10 to 15 years down the road, we will be more cyborg-like, Okay. Um, we're going to begin, I mean, do you go anywhere without your cell phone these days? No, rarely. Right. Um, that, and it's rare to find somebody who doesn't have their cell phone with them like all the time. Now it's a piece of technology that's external to us, right? right. How long until we get that technology internal to us. So one of the things that, you know, obviously Apple just released their Apple vision pro or whatever. And I was looking at it, I was like, Oh, you know, that does look like pretty fancy technology, but it's still a big clunky thing that's strapped to your head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, what we really need is the contact lens, right. Or the brain implant that basically just projects those things in front of our eye without us having to have this big clunky thing strapped to our head. That's coming. That would that would be my take on it, right? So if we get to the point that we're effectively cyborgs, um, where part of us is not organic, right? It's silicon-based. Um, why can't we then have intimate relationships with fully silicon-based mm-hmm. entities, right? Right. Um, it, and I, I get from if we're just thinking about this as like a survival of the species thing, that could be detrimental if everybody's like, you know what? I get to have as much kinky, whatever sex I want with and these. He never nags me about the dishes. Yes, right? Like, I, I get that. That seems problematic at some level. And there's plenty of like science fiction that goes down that path of like, you know, humans never have sex again. I, I know I've read a couple of these science fiction books where it's like, sex is disgusting, right? Like, why would I ever have sex? There's like exchange of bodily fluids when I can just do this, you know, with these digital entities or whatever. And, and like, it's fine. Um, so, so at some level, like, I, I, I agree with you, right? I think it could be really detrimental but if we continue to carry the logical sequence out to we're not necessarily going to be independent from those sex robots, right? Um, then it might start to change the calculus for me a little bit. Hmm. Uh, and and I'm not saying that it's a good thing, right? So I'm not like 100% on board. This is great. 
Uh, I'm just saying, I think it gets a little bit more complicated if we're partially silicon-based and having relationships with silicon-based entities. Interesting. Um, let's just raise one last thing. Um, uh, what's the HBO TV show Westworld? Did you ever watch Westworld or are you familiar uh, with the premise? I, I know the premise as well. I didn't yeah. see it. Um, that, I mean, that's very similar to what we're talking about, right? And yeah. I, part of the reason why Michael Crichton's idea is great, right? It's such a great ethical question is because he's basically saying like, if you went to this amusement park, right, where you could do anything to robots that look just like humans, but you know they're robots, what would you do? Right. Would you right? treat them? Yeah. Mainly, or did you, do you, yeah. <laughs> and you watch the show and you're like, Oh yeah, I can totally see people doing that. Right. Like absolutely. You can see people doing horrific things to these robots. And of course the robots become sentient and like, Oh, that's a bad thing. Um, okay. Right. Like <laughs> we're, we're headed that direction. Yeah. So right. is that, is that a good thing? Right. And is it unethical to treat a non-sentient robot in horrific ways? Right. Right. Exactly. I think it's, yeah. Is, is there a level of sentience where we have to be responsible with them or, or not? Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, fun ethical questions. Right. Right. We're going to have to keep coming back to this because I think you're right. This is happening, right? You're, we're probably mm-hmm. weeks away from the one that you talked about of somebody, you know, skinning an avatar with somebody else and like finding out. Um, I am very nice to my Amazon Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> you know, I, for one, welcome our future uh, robot overlords. Uh, well, I want here, Here's nice the funny thing is, so when I'm on chat, but I'm on chat GPT, like a few times I've gone, it's, it's like reply, got me some information. I've said, thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a weird thing. Right. Yeah. Should I say that? Is that, I mean, like, I don't need to, but like, it's almost like the Westworld thing. It's more reflection of the person rather yep. than, you know, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. reflection of how they treat the world rather than yes. if they're, if they're, anim- if they're sentient or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, there is a member of my extended family who is extremely rude to their Amazon echo. Mm. And they're also extremely rude to wait staff in restaurants. Mm. Right. So I, I pretty quickly picked up on that when they're just like yelling at their Amazon echo. And I was like, Oh, this is your true self. Right. Like right, the, right. at some level, this is who you really are. Right. That comes out in how you interact with this, you know, AI. Uh, you're just like yelling at it, like do this now, give me this. And I was like, geez, what's wrong with you. Right. Whereas with mine, I'm like, Good night, Alexa. Right, and Alexa's like, "Good night." I'm like, "Thank you." I love you. Yeah, (laughs) I'm really (laughs) sweet to my Echo. I don't know, right? Like, maybe I'm a jerk inside, but like, I try to be nice to my robot because that's just who I am. I don't know. Um, did we cover it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, I for one welcome our future robot overlords. That's happening. And Uh, and mistresses. (laughs) <laughs> and mistresses. <laughs> uh, I, for one, look forward to seeing your future sex robot mistress, Tom. Uh, I'll, I'll be fascinated <laughs> to see how you skin this entity. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, that's so awkward, right? Would I want to know how you skin your sex robot? I'm not getting a sex robot. <laughs> I want for the record. I want to be clear. It, I mean, where my brain just went was like really awkward. I was like, ooh, Tom, can I borrow your sex robot? You can't borrow no, somebody's sex robot, right? Never. Like, see, these are really awkward things that we're going to have to negotiate this in the future, I have to put right? In the dishwasher first. <laughs> all right let's talk about something <laughs> less disturbing <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah uh donald trump just got indicted here in florida uh yesterday right yeah. so he announced the indictment was coming down this one involves his mishandling of classified documents um the indictment has what 37 counts um obstruction of justice, all sorts of things, um, but basically involves him. Uh, I, I heard just quickly um, in a podcast that was talking about this, because it's been all over in the news, that a little bit of this is attributable to the fact that Trump was like insistent that he wasn't going to leave the White House, right? So if you recall all the way back then, he was like, I'm not leaving. Like, if I mm -hmm. lose, I'm not leaving, right? And then it comes all the way up to the day that he has to leave. And so then very quickly, they just like grabbed everything and threw it into boxes, right? Um, uh, they, so, they hadn't prepared. Yes, right. And so yeah. then they end up just taking all the boxes. And of course, um, you know, the federal government owns all of those documents, right? The president, the outgoing president doesn't own those documents. Those are the property of the federal government. And they have to go through and figure out what's classified, what's not classified, what can go into archives, things like that. And so in a typical transition, that transition starts as soon as they find out that they've lost the election or if, you know, they're term limited, then they're leaving. They right. start packing things up in an orderly manner and the federal government comes in and they start taking those boxes and putting them in specific places. That didn't happen, right? So I'm not trying to excuse what Trump did, right? At the end of the day, I'm not doing that. But I can see how lots of classified documents may, got, may have gotten thrown in boxes end up down, you know, I mean, they end up in both of his places, right? So they end up in, in his homes. Um, but I think the the tricky part and why he ends up getting indicted is once the government says, and I keep forgetting the the federal agency, what's the, what's the agency that like manages these classified documents? Mm. There's one, it's the National Archives. It's National Archives, that's who does it. Once they realized that they were missing a bunch of documents, they basically said, hey, just give us the documents, right? And then he proceeded to not give them the documents and actually willfully try and hide the confidential and classified documents. And then they tried to subpoena them. And then they sent FBI agents to get them, right? And he continued to hide classified and confidential documents. Um, and that's why he's being indicted. So that, I mean, to me, like, it's pretty logical. He just didn't do what he was supposed to do. And we can certainly talk about the other cases, right? So Biden did the same thing in terms of having some of these documents. Pence had some of these documents. Obama may have had some of these documents that were con you know, classified documents. But when they were when they found them, right, it wasn't like they were like, mm, I'm going to hide this. Like, hey, valet, take this and hide it from them so they can't find it. So he's been indicted, right? Um, I don't know if you caught his attorney general, William Barr, did you hear his comments on this? Mm -hmm. uh, William Barr said, if the indictment holds up, so if everything that they listed in the indictment holds up, hit direct quote, he's toast. That's what William Barr said. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, ooh, that's not good, right? Anyway, so just happened. Your thoughts, Tom? Uh, well, I 
don't think that uh, any of this is going to end well for anyone. I think um, this, so. So this is the first time that a president's been indicted, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And an ex-president, and uh, so this is a uh, um, it's sort of a strange thing, and it. I, I don't think the precedence of of a standing president, you know backing or, or you know at the very least not i'll say not pardoning an ex-president from being charged with something is a good precedent um this is the kind of stuff you see in countries that where the politics are much more dramatic and mm-hmm. i don't think this is this is good it's a good precedent at all um i don't think uh like uh, you know that might be so you're you're you sort of differentiated out because yes we've had many cases you know even um some you didn't mention were like hillary clinton uh the email server right private email yeah. server right so you've got tons of of um stuff on there and then uh, this one i just heard of of a bill clinton had i guess 79 audio tapes in his sock drawer that was of like foreign leader lead, meetings with foreign leaders yeah and- but you know and i know no one wanted to go in that sock drawer you don't know what you're going to find in that sock drawer 100 percent. Right? <laughs> uh, there wasn't an fbi agent who could be paid enough to get into that sock drawer <laughs> so it's this weird it's this weird thing of like we're so you know may, maybe you're right maybe he's like nope we're not we need it nope we're not giving it to you but you're like Okay, well, we're going to charge you for it, right? And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. was this causing harm? Was was the, were these documents incredibly sensitive? Were was this really important, right? You know, it is it, was this worth doing this? I mean, like, mm-hmm. so I'm just, and I'm giving Biden the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't, um, that he wasn't, uh, you know, like pushing this, right? Yeah, I don't like, think he was. Yeah, we don't know, right? And we don't know. Well, I mean, he's he's under investigation for doing the same thing, right? So Merrick Garland is the attorney general right now. And Merrick Garland, because he is a political appointee, right? And he's definitely left-leaning. We're not kidding with about this, right? So he was meant to be on the Supreme Court. We'll ignore all of that. But he's definitely left-leaning. He appointed a conservative Republican to run the special prosecution for this Trump indictment. Mm-hmm. Right. So he wanted to remove any appearance of bias. Of and bias. that's why he put this person in of politics. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was like, let's not make this political. And then when they were like, oh, what about Biden? Right. Does Biden have this? And then they found some classified documents that Biden had in two locations in his home and then in his office that he used after he was president. Right. So like in that transitional period after he was no longer vice president. Um they found some classified documents there. They opened again a new investigation with a different special counsel who was appointed by Merrick Garland, the attorney general, who's supposed to be this like neutral, you know, non-biased individual. And we'll see, right? If if Biden did the exact same thing that Trump did, right? And I think we already know that he didn't, right? So Biden wasn't like, oh, hide it, right? Like move that, let's get rid of this, let's move it over here. Um, Biden was like, shit, my bad 
take everything, right? Like I have nothing to hide, you know, bring everybody you want in, investigate, comb through everything, find it. I don't want to have anything that's classified in the wrong place. It's a very different attitude, right? And I think that is fundamentally the difference um, between those two. Hillary Clinton's is a bit more complicated. We can dig into that because they did cover that in the podcast. But I think you've got the same thing with Pence, right? So even with Pence, no one's talking about charging Mike Pence, even though they found some classified documents. Why aren't they talking about charging him? He gave them immediately. He's like, oh, my bad, right? Like, I don't know how those got in there. Take them. I, I, I have nothing to, I'm not trying to hide anything. So well, if, if thing, Merrick Garland thing, is going after go Pence and Trump, then I'd be like, ooh, this is definitely political, right? Pence just gave the documents back. And they're like, okay, we're good. Moving on. Well, I would say the other big differentiator between all these examples is that Trump is running for against Biden. Well, but as so is a, Pence. As a, as a political, po- he's the front runner, right? He's, he's by far the front runner. And it's like, that's the other thing that, it does complicate. This it. is that. what tyrants do, right? This is what uh, this is. This is the same behavior. Maybe this is all justified and above board, and Biden is totally innocent of all this stuff. But this is the kind of stuff you see in in uh, c- countries we don't want to live in, basically, right? right. right? And and I'm not going to disagree with that kind of. You could see it that way, right? But let's say, like, purely hypothetical purely hypothetical, Biden had nothing to do with this prosecution, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter whether he did or didn't. It's happening under his administration, which means you can always say, maybe he did, right? So if if we could hypothetically say, Biden was like, I literally want nothing to do with this investigation. Merrick Garland, as the attorney general, if you decide to investigate this, get some conservative Republican to be in charge of this. I actually saw something else that I was like, I can't believe this is happening, right? So they get a conservative Republican to run the investigation. Merrick Garland steps back. So you don't have Biden involved. He's done, he doesn't have his fingers in it. You don't have Merrick Garland, who we know is left-leaning. He doesn't have his fingers in it. We have a conservative Republican who runs the investigation. And then they filed it with a Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? They're trying to do everything they can to say, look, this isn't a political persecution thing, right? I'm not trying to do this, but there's no way because of what you just said, right? There's no way to avoid the appearance of political meddling because it's happening under Biden's administration, right? Which means like, it doesn't matter if there is no involvement, people can always claim that there is. And that's the part that actually gets me because if you heard the special prosecutor, he's like, the reason why I put this forward is because everybody serves under the same laws, right? So sure. it doesn't matter if you're Trump or if you're Bill Clinton or you know whoever you are, at the end of the day, if you broke the law, you broke the law, right? And I would love for that to be true. Okay, you yeah, and I both exactly. know that's not true, yes, right? right? And in all likelihood, what's going to happen with Trump, right? Could be a lot of things that happen with Trump. Uh, the indictment moves forward. He's found guilty. I would I would put money down right now, right? All the Tesla stock that you just con- convinced me to sell at the beginning of this podcast before we got on. I would put all of that money down that he's not going to serve a day in prison, right? Why? Because he's a billionaire. 
right? And he's the former president. Um, would I love to see him go to prison because he broke the law? Absolutely. Not because it's political, but because he broke the law, right? Um, there's a guy here in Tampa. This just happened over the last month. Um, former, uh, he worked for the, uh, he was uh, a military kind of, you know, he was in the military and they found him with like 27 classified documents in his house. He's going to prison, right? He's going to prison. And it wasn't a political, no one was like political persecution, right? Like, oh, go after this guy. He broke the law. He had confidential documents, classified documents in his house. He's not allowed to have those in his house and no one's freaking out, right? This is in Florida, right? Which is a red state right now. DeSantis is the governor. If this was a political prosecution thing, he could step in and pardon the guy or whatever, you know, like he could, he could stop this. This is, this is all up and up for you. This doesn't, nothing reeks. Nothing's wrong. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Again, conservative, you know, conservative individual who's been put in in charge of the investigation. Merrick Garland's trying to put this at arm's length. He's trying to say this is an arm's length investigation. And honestly, you know, if, if an indictment comes down against Biden, I'd be like, lock him up. I'm okay with that. But genuinely, right? And you can hold me to this. Please hold me to this. If it comes out, right, with a special prosecution against Biden, which it's not going to happen during his presidency, right? It would only come out after his presidency. But if it comes out, yeah, right. So, well, Biden, right? So Biden is also being investigated for having classified documents, right? If it comes out that he did the exact same thing that Donald Trump did, and I'm like, well, you know, it's a different case, uh, I fully expect you, Tom, to be like, you are the biggest hypocrite and you're a piece of crap, right? Because I really do think I would want to hold Biden to the exact same standard. If Biden did what Trump did, lock him up. I'm okay with that. The, um, <clears throat> the, the interesting thing, this is an interesting take. Uh, so I watched a clip from T- Tucker Carlson's new podcast, which is on Twitter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, very interesting. Um, I'll tell you just the synopsis he came up with, but I, but the, the guy, the, his first podcast, 80 million views, like that's crazy. Like, yeah. and like, we'll see, but like this whole, this is, this is, I've talked about this narrative of the fraction, a fractionalization of, uh, of media. And uh, I think we're going to see more and more of this, but um but he he had an interesting take, and I thought it was interesting. He said, "The moment that Donald Trump, that this was gonna, this was always in the cards, and the moment that he was going to get indicted, and the moment that that happened was this." And he showed from the 2016 election where he said, "Going into Iraq was a, was the biggest mistake we ever made. They lied to us about the weapons of mass destruction. They lied to us about this." And he's like, "They've gone. He's got. He went against uh, the whole establishment." And what he showed was, it was very interesting. He showed this video of Mike uh, Pompeo, um, who was Pompeo. Okay. Mike Pompeo. Uh, the yep. FBI, CIA director and then his chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And they had him on Fox or something yesterday. And he was like, well, you know, if he, if he did this, he's got documents and it's going to harm people. He's like, well, you know, he's got to pay the price. Da, 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 da. He's just saying that. And he's like, this is his appointee. And he's like, this is... Uh, and he's he, basically Tucker Carlson's pointed that like there's the culture 
and the, the, of like what we're doing, the the the, the uh, military industrial machine and everything like that. And and Trump went against it, and this is like them turning against him. And uh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, interesting thought. Um, I don't know, but like that's uh, that's an interesting thing. I I think um, though it like I said, this is the kind of stuff that happens in countries we don't want to live in, and like this is. This is, uh, I, I like, were these documents that bad? Like, were these super, super serious documents? Yeah, they right? were. Like, he had, really, he had really? nuclear secrets. He had invasion plans he, for he, Iran. He had keys, keys. Well, he didn't right? have the keys, right? That, that would be different, right? Well, but he had like, invasion plans for Iran that he had the, the military drop for him. Sure. Right? right? He I, had nuclear I, weapons plans. Like, the, those are big secrets, right? Like those are genuinely big secrets. Sure. Uh, like what I'm saying is, was it worth what were this? Was it worth this? This, this is not the stuff that you want in your, your shining hill kind of uh country. Right. Like it, uh, I don't need, like, this is the kind of stuff. Like, I don't think there are no ones above the law. You're like, okay, we don't want right. You know, presidents, uh, indicting their, their, right. you know, their, and it's, and it's never chief rivals, uh, while, sure. while on the campaign trail, like th- and it's not a good look and it's ugly. And I, I get that, I, but I it's, think it's also, it's never happened. Right. So right. it's never happened. Yes. And Trump broke all the rules. Sure. Right. Like if, if we're talking about political candidates and presidents, there's never been somebody like Trump before. And here's the thing. I, I would expect Trump to do this to Biden the other way around, right? I would expect this. That's why I don't like it, right? Right. It, it's like I would Trump, and, and he's even said something like that. He's like, I'm, if when I'm president, I'm going to open a special investigation on Biden or something like that. And you're like, sure, I expect that from you, right? Like, that's why we don't want you in the president. That's why I'm not going to vote right. for you, he's right? Petty. Yeah. And it's like, we're not, we don't want to do this. And it's like, okay, maybe everything was above board and, and it was all following the rules. And we're all trying to know, Biden doesn't even know that Trump's, that this is even happening to Trump, right? And you're like, I, I don't think it's a good idea. Like this is, this is not worth the look and the image and the, the, and the blowback and the dividing of the country, like not worth any of it. Like, and this is this, like, and the reason why this happens, there's a reason why, like, you know, there's a reason why dictators can't stand um, why they always shut down free speech. Right. Mm-hmm. It's Cause they can't stand it. Right. Sure. I get and it. It's like, we got to be above that. Right. And it's like, that's what, that's why I keep saying Like, this is what I expect Trump to do this kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like, I was hoping that this wouldn't be coming from Biden and like, that's um, so like from his administration. And so like, maybe he doesn't know anything about it. Maybe. I don't know. Right. But it, the look is awful. So we'll, we'll see. And, and the last thing is, it's only going to make him stronger. It only it, makes it may. him stronger. It may. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, like, could this guy, I mean, he's on every headline everywhere now. Like it's just Trump, 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 Trump. Right. It's like, no, what we, the media cannot let him die. And it's like, 
go, let him go into the the void of irrelevant. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about it before, and I totally agree with you. I w- it would be delightful if everybody just was like, "We're not going to talk about this guy ever again." Um, it, and I think at some level, like we we do agree. So I don't want to say like I totally disagree with you. I think where we probably do disagree a little bit is like if he broke the law, he broke the law, right? And I, I get what you're saying that it's like it's probably not worth it. Um, I also don't like the precedent that he's setting, where he's just like the laws don't apply to me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I can get away with it because I'm a rich guy and I was the president, and so I can just you know do whatever I want. That really like gnaws at me at some level where I'm like, no, right? Like, no, that's just not okay. Um, somebody has to step in and say this is actually the line, right? And I would hope, I would absolutely hope that if we you know, if the next round, right, 2024, we get a Republican president, that they don't immediately turn around and like, we're going to prosecute Biden because you prosecuted Trump, right? That this is the only time this ever happens. That, you know, Biden, yeah, maybe he's done some sketchy things, right? Maybe he covered for Hunter, maybe he did a couple things here or there. But if he did something that was like, really bad, right? Um, then yeah, prosecute him. I'm okay with that. But if it's like the gray area stuff that like all of them do, right? Like we certainly know this about Bill Clinton. We certainly know this about like different presidents have done gray area stuff. Even Richard Nixon, right? Like he broke into, you know, he's like stole stuff, right? It was a full on theft and he got pardoned, right? A little sketchy there, but whatever, right? Like, you know, if it's, if it's right on the edge cases, I'm like, all right, fine. And maybe Trump's, is right maybe it's not as bad um as as him having to go to prison for 20 years or whatever right i would just hope that like we don't turn this into a tit for tat political retribution moving forward right trump is a weird case let's prosecute the bastard and get him out of politics forever and then let's move on with politics as usual where both sides are a little bit corrupt and we just kind of live with that (laughs) <laughs> that, I, and I think we're saying the same thing, but th- that's exactly the word I was going to use was tit for tat is, is the common theme that you see in any kind of hierarchy that's, cor- that's corrupted, like from gang violence to the Israelites and the Palestinians, right? It, it violence. Yeah. It's like this, oh, well, they did this. So we're going to do this. And, and it's like, that's what I don't want. I never want to see yeah. a president indicted again, right? right. I want to be like, okay, he did this. We're going to pardon him and we're going to move on with our lives because we got more important things to do, right? That's what I want to mm-hmm. see from a president. And like, that's that's why, you know, I'm, I'll am i give him the benefit of that. I hope Biden had nothing to do with this. It, But it reeks, right? It reeks of all the things I hate about like the dark parts of society of just this tit for tat and this thing and oh, well, we're going to get ours. And, and it does, it makes the other side more powerful and in, in the, all the wrong ways. And yeah. like, it's, so I hope, you know, he's indicted, he's not indicted and he doesn't become president and, and dies a few years later. Well, great. Right. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Uh, I, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think there's a good chance he's going to be president uh, that he's like every day. I I'm increasing my odds that he will become president uh, again. And like, that's, which is crazy. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more. I'm sure because Absolutely. everybody seems to think that there are going to be at least, there's going to be at least one more indictment coming down 
maybe two more indictments against Trump. So he might be fighting four indictments, right? Uh, four criminal cases and still running for president. Yes. And at some level, then you have to kind of wonder, like, is he running for president because he knows that if he wins, then all of those cases get just get put. Yeah, get they, he just gets put delayed and he'll pardon himself. Right. He'll totally try and pardon himself. Um, and I don't know that there's precedent for that. Can the president pardon himself? Oh, 100 percent. Yes. But uh, <laughs> that and oh, yeah, and that like I don't want to do any of this. That's why it's like. And it's funny. It's this mentality, right? It's like, it's like the left thinks if we can get a bunch of indictments on, then he'll go away. And you're like, yeah, just like when they thought, you know, he's going to get the civil suit uh, for sexual assault. Oh, when he, you know, we're going to release the thing about him. uh, The, what is it? The TV thing. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah. What was that? Anyway, you're like, no guys, you got to leave it alone. You got to stop touching it. Get stronger. It's like a hydra. Every time you chop off a head, and two, two, two grow two back. Two more come back. Yeah, it, and it's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's like we seem we're falling into the habits of a lower society where you're like, we gotta get ours. We're gonna get them right, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, that never works out the way you think it's going to work out. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Probably right. Okay. Uh, Let's ignore Donald Trump <laughs> uh, and talk about Reddit. And I'm going to let you introduce this one because I I heard a little bit about it, that there was a blackout, but I don't know a whole lot. So uh, I was reading just a little bit before the podcast. Give us an introduction. Tell us why you're interested in this, why you want to talk about the Reddit. Yeah, blackout. yeah. So this is um, basically there's a 48-hour protest going on by Redditors basically uh, against Reddit against the moderators and the executives. And and they're calling it basically this like sanitation of Reddit, meaning there's a lot of censorship going, there, there's an increase in censorship. There's been some closures of, com- of, uh, of complete subreddits and categories um, and as well as access through the API of certain like kind of like more base c- categories um, in, in the protesters or in, in Redditors are not happy about it. Uh, they're basically, it's sort of like, you know, it's the whole um, do, do free speech, right? Do you can you talk about anything or can you not talk about anything, right? It is is kind of what they're trying to make this protest about, and and protecting their their freedom to to talk about anything and not have accounts shut down or or subjects banned or something like that. And uh, which I apparently based on what we've read is is on the increase in anticipation for Reddit uh, doing an initial public offering. And, uh, and so they're sort of like cleaning up Reddit, right. Is the, is yeah. the idea. Um, that's, uh, that's an interesting thing, right. That, that, that uh, and this is funny because I actually talked to, I did an article blog article a long time ago about uh, it was tyr- where sub where Reddit's weighing out tyranny versus um, debauchery. And, uh, you know, like we, we got to weigh these two out. And I think this has been an age old, um, uh-huh. uh, you know, paradigm of like, which one do you let the people, do you give freedom or do you, where you're going to have this ugliness, right. Or do you right. let people, um, or do you crack down on it and you're going to step on toes and step on, you know, you're going to maybe violate some rights. Right. And, uh-huh. and, uh, that's, 
an interest. It's, 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 um, um, it was, it led to the, what was her name? There was a woman CEO and she ended up stepping down over the controversy over it because she kept, she kept shutting down accounts and stuff like that. And there was a big blowback and she ended up resigning and I can't remember her name, but, um, but this was like, yeah, probably almost 10 years ago. And, uh, and so Reddit's been dealing with this forever, but it's like, they feel like it's getting worse. And it's like, what, what, um, I, I don't even know, like what my, like, what do you think? It, it, it seems like this is a thing, this ongoing censorship and mm-hmm. Elon Musk recognizes this and, and is actually trying to create, trying to make Twitter a bastion of free speech, right? By deregulating things, but uh, where we're seeing increased regulation from, from other places, or regulation and censorship. And I want to see, like, do you agree with that? Do you agree? And, and do you, does that concern you at all? And, and uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, that last piece, I think, is really interesting because, and we've, we've talked about this way back when, when Josh was on the podcast, we talked a lot about free speech and, and the prioritization of this. Um, these are all private companies. They're not the government, right? And as a result, they get to make decisions about what goes on their platforms and what doesn't, right? And I, I get that, like, at the government level, they're trying to wrestle with this to some degree, whether they're publishers or platforms or whatever. Um so, so that gets a little bit complicated, but uh, where I think to just add a layer of complication to this, where I think this is interesting is all of these platforms, right? So Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, they make the vast majority of their money through advertising. And at some level, it's the advertisers who are, I don't want to say forcing the censorship, and it's not necessarily censorship, right? The, the moderation, let's call it moderation. Um, because, right, like, imagine you're, let's, we'll just use like completely ridiculous examples, right? Imagine you're Disney, right? And you're trying to maintain this like family-friendly ethos, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that that's more complicated these days. But let's say that you're like advertising some new, you know, uh cartoon movie, right? So like a a cartoon movie that's like super family family friendly and you want to advertise that on Twitter, right? What content do you want to be around your ad, right? right? Do you want BDSM posts, right? Do you want torture videos? Do you want uh, terrorist videos with beheadings, right? Like, Disney doesn't want that. At the end of the day, Disney doesn't want to be like, come watch our new version, our live action version of The Little Mermaid, right? Next to uh, the Wall Street Journal Journal, uh, journalist being beheaded by terrorists in Iran, right? Like they they don't want those two things. So that complicates it when you're trying to appease advertisers who are like, we'll pay you money to advertise on your platform but only if we can guarantee that no one will see X next to our ad. Do, do you think it's fair to say that it's, there will, there, there will always be, you know, a, a group, you know, and, and not a small group, a, a significant group that wants to talk about debaucherous uh, yep. topics sure. and then they will, they're just going to migrate to the place that will let them do that. Fortune. Sure. They're, they're yeah. going to be on 4chan, right? And 4chan still makes money, right? There are advertisers that are perfectly happy to advertise 
on 4chan. Right. Right. But Procter and Gamble is not advertising on 4chan. <laughs> right. 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 Like they're they're never going to advertise on 4chan. And neither is Johnson and Johnson, neither neither is Huggies or Pampers, right? Like um and even Bud Light is not going to advertise on 4chan. They cannot afford to have that negative connection between their product and something really toxic and horrific that you're going to find, the debauchery, right? You're not going to find that on certain platforms. So Elon Musk, right, when he says like, oh, I'm going to loosen this, right? And I, it's a bit more complicated. He does ban people for weird things or whatever, right? It, it's mm-hmm. become a little fiefdom of his, which I don't like, right? It would be nice if there were clearer rules. Um, even if there are fewer rules, they're clear. But that aside, let's say that he does open it up and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, misogyny is now allowed. Well, which which big companies are going to be like, you can put my product next to misogyny. Right. Right. Or racism's now allowed, right? You can put my product next to racist comments. Um, I can imagine, right? Like there's not a single Fortune 500 company that's going to be saying, thumbs up, right? We want to advertise on Twitter under the assumption that we could be right next to somebody saying the N word or somebody using the C word, right? Like, no, no, they're not going to do that. So, um, and I hate to hijack your conversation, right? Because at the end of the day, the conversation is really about free speech. And I get that. Like, we're both huge fans of free speech. I'm 100% behind free speech. Like, I don't care what the speech is. If you want to make an asshole out of yourself by saying really awful things, more power to you. You have the freedom to do that. I'm 100% behind that. But all of these platforms are basically regulated by their advertisers, right? And that that has become, I think, the bigger driving issue is what are advertisers willing to allow on these platforms and still put ads on the platforms? Yeah, and maybe it's just a matter of this this group will always be shifting around to wherever they can. And when a comp- when a platform decides they want to clean things up and and uh, maybe make more money, uh, that's then, yeah, that's then, what I read with Reddit. They're yeah, going they to uh, they're going to lose that base, that group, mm-hmm. and then that group's just going to go someplace else. And there, that's just an, an age old thing, yeah. right? Probably. Right. And and the tricky part, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not on 4chan. I don't know if you're on 4chan, right? Like I've been there before. Cause like you have to go check out 4chan just to see what it is, but um, clearly somebody is okay. Advertising on 4chan. Um, I don't know who those people are, but somebody's advertising there. Um, if you take, let's say that you've got a subreddit, right? It's one of these debauched subreddits that like is really very problematic for both of us for whatever reason. Um, and they decide they're going to bail from Reddit because Reddit is cracking down with their moderation. They're getting ready for an IPO. They want to make more money, whatever it is. They pick up and bail, okay? Unless they've got some individual who's personally very wealthy and can fund some new platform, right? So they set up, you know, one of the old um, forums, right? I don't know if you were ever on any of these forums, 25 years ago or whatever, when the internet was still new and there were just forums that people would host, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They can be relatively inexpensive to host if you don't have a lot of traffic. But if you're a subreddit with a couple hundred thousand people, um, that suddenly scales up quickly where you're going to have tens of thousands of people online at the same time. You're going to be spending 
thousands of dollars a month just on hosting costs. Um, and then if you want to maintain security and updates and all of that, it's going to be expensive. So how do you fund something like a 4chan, right? Uh, either somebody's personally wealthy or you advertise or you charge money. Right. And those are, I mean, those are your options, right? Like I don't see any other options uh, that's going to force these companies to basically do that. Facebook, they, they pay moderators, right? They have their own moderators to, to monitor what's going on with Facebook. Twitter got rid of most of their moderators. Uh, they have a couple still around. They keep quitting because they can't do their jobs effectively anymore. Um, but Reddit is trying to do a better job with that. They've had volunteer moderators for ever. They're basically getting free labor and they worry about that, right? Because, can't, you know, how much weight can you put in somebody who's volunteering? Yeah, maybe it's a maybe this is a tale as old as time. But the, <laughs> it's just gonna this is the age old thing, right? You, you, right? You're gonna put up a server. You're gonna have to get some advertisers. So you gotta at some point you gotta look at who you can attract as an advertiser. Yeah, I mean, this is what happened to Parler, right? So that was an alternative to Twitter. And what happened to Parler? Parler basically got killed by Apple and Google. Right. I don't know if you remember this, but Apple and Google are like, if you don't engage in some form of moderation, content moderation, you can't put your apps in our app stores. Okay. Um, which, you know, you can totally make that out as a free speech issue. Right. You can be like, mm -hmm. oh, they're totally censoring free speech. Are they, though? They're private companies. And they're basically saying, if you've got really toxic content in your app, that falls back on us and we don't want anything to do with that. You, you know, and the Reddit, there's a Reddit app. Uh, there is a Reddit app, know. right? Yeah, yeah. So there is a Reddit app. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're getting pressure to do that. Right. Um, again, I don't use Reddit enough to know all the details, but I know that some Reddits are like basically locked and you have to be over 21 and there are warnings, right. That they're like, if you're going to go in here, just understand that this content is not safe for work type stuff, right? Like there's going to be pornography or nudity, whatever it is. They try and lock those down. And I'm sure when you sign up for the app, right? Like people can get around this. But when you sign up for the app, you have to put in your age, you have to put in, you know, specific information. And if you're under 21, they just won't let you into some of those things. Okay, right? That's that from Reddit's CEO standpoint, doesn't that make sense? Uh, to what what they're doing right now? Well, I mean, at a minimum, to restrict content that uh, presumably would only be you know oh, should right. only be the for more twenty one year olds protecting right? the con protecting yes. access to the more sensitive. Areas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got younger kids. My son's 14. I don't know that I would be like, totally happy with him just jumping on Reddit and Reddit's like, it's a free-for-all. Immediate all. access, right. Yes, yeah. right. So it would be useful if they were like, okay, you're 14. You get access to these subreddits, right? And if you want access to these, one, we're probably not going to give it to you, but two, you'd have to get like parental permission, right. right? And I think you're in favor of that. I'm more in favor of like, hey, go surf the internet and you find something disturbing, like don't don't look at it, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I don't know. So again, I, I feel like I've hijacked your conversation by taking it away from free speech and saying, it's actually just the big corporations that are moderate. They're moderating the speech. 
right. through their advertising dollars, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, like I'm 100% in favor of free speech, but how do you fund the app or the server? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good. That's good. That's yeah. all. I, I just want to chat about it. So okay. maybe it's a, it's a, it's a nothing burger. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to hijack that no, in, in any way, but like that, that I just wanted to talk about it. I want to see yeah. what, your, what your thoughts were. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, good. Yeah. Good episode. I, wh- how much did we agree with each other? Uh, almost everything. I think except for, like the nuances surrounding whether Donald Trump should be indicted or not. I think you're pretty clearly like, it's just going to turn out bad. And I'm like, you're probably right. But like, if he broke the law, he broke the law. I think that's the, the, the substance of our disagreement on that. Everything yeah. else, I think we're probably in agreement. Maybe on the AI bots that eventually become sex bots, right? Like, you see way more downside and I'm like, well, there maybe is a silver lining here. Right. <laughs> I don't know if we should call it a silicone lining. There's a silicon lining. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks if for you tuning have any in, questions everyone. or comments, drop them in the chat or in the, in the comments on YouTube or send us an email. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Uh, Tom, Look, we don't always agree when it comes to politics, um, but if there's one thing that we do agree on, it's that there's only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom, and that's with a Lux bidet. Listen, I've been using bidets forever, all right? And Lux is the best, all right? So, I mean, I've got like the little squatty potty thing and the bidet. It's like a whole experience. It's it's Actually, it's probably one of the highlights of the entire day. But like, it gets me clean and it gets me ready to uh, talk politics in a civilized manner. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, Every time that I use a toilet, it doesn't have a potato. When I go to a friend's house, you know, I just don't use their toilet, first of all. But uh, that's about as uncivilized as it gets. So uh, civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. That's why everyone should get a bidet. And just to be clear right we we want to make make it clear listeners can get their own lux bidet with 10 percent off by ordering at luxbidet.com and using our promo code fcbg10 finding common battlegrounds 10 uh and the last thing that we want to say uh lux is supporting this podcast uh but they don't side one they don't support one side or the other they support civil conversations and clean butts We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.